And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my Spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. You are listening to the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. Welcome to the podcast where the intro is longer than the podcast itself. Welcome to episode one of the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. The reason I wanted to do a prophecy podcast was for various reasons. Uh, I wanted to talk about, in general, the search for truth, misconceptions, assumptions. Uh, I wanted to aggregate all of the best prophecy resources out there. There are some that are terrible, some that are good, some better than others. I wanted to bring all that together in one place. Uh, wanted to analyze prophecies through scriptural verification, wanted to emphasize honest interpretation, a balanced point of view, wanted to really emphasize critical thinking, logical thinking. Uh, Everybody says they've got the truth, and that can't be the case. So there has to be a means for evaluating and judging scripture in general and the theories that we derive from it Uh, and they all are theories at some point but some much much better stated and backed with scripture than others some are built on a single verse that's been twisted and you know we're all familiar with those kind of things so I wanted to jump right in uh, in this first episode lay the groundwork with uh, talking a little bit about, in general, the search for truth and uh, just some of the things that, some of the notes to myself that I've accumulated in looking at scripture, looking at Bible prophecy, proving others' theories, whether they have any basis in the truth or not. Uh, It's All of this has come out of my own selfish uh, desire to prove these things for myself. And uh, it is really discouraging to see someone out there putting information that just has, it's either completely unbalanced or they don't present both the strengths and weaknesses of their cases. They just state openness. They just state assumptions and then build upon that. And before you know it, 
uh, you're far beyond the unstable foundation that their latest theory is based on, but everyone accepts it as pure truth based in Scripture because it's never been examined at its roots, uh, which all it takes is one one uh, false assumption to uh, to break that whole truth down. So, in general, access to truth has been encumbered either through our own tradition, uh, our environment, our own closed-mindedness. The adversary certainly encumbers truth, blinds us. Paul states that clearly. And it's not openly visible in the clutter of the junk pile of Christianity. There are, you know, people have stated 30,000 denominations. Who knows if that's the truth? But uh, the truth on the surface will often, uh, oftentimes contradict other surface truths. And uh, many times, this is what's so ironic, many times the teacher who best communicates a specific truth in one area will be completely blind in other areas. Uh, So these are, what it comes down to is it really requires us to thoroughly examine, fairly examine, and with honest interpretation and the very best and highest level of scrutiny verify whether someone's book or theory or doctrine uh, is is based in Scripture and a lot of Scripture. None of it's going to be based on a single Scripture. And uh, so we're down that path, and this is one of the things we want to tackle Uh we, we absolutely cannot shortcut our search for truth. We, we cannot cut corners in any way. We have to examine what we believe, uh, whether we're talking about Bible prophecy or not. But we absolutely, if we want to know the truth and all of the truth, or at least all of the truth that God is willing to reveal to us, we have to be willing to do the hard work, uh, no shortcuts. If we see a fault in our, uh, if we have twisted scripture or if we have to uh, hammer a a square peg into a round hole to make our doctrine work or our prophecy uh, template to work, we know we've missed it in some way, so we have to step back, re-examine. Now, some of the things that we, uh, and some of the assumptions we we have to make and uh, cannot, cannot leave behind us is that all of Scripture is true, and we must consider the whole counsel of God, so... When we see something that conflicts with another, we just cannot ignore one side or toss the other out. We absolutely have to make those reconcile in order to move forward. Uh, We also have to be willing, and this is critical, we have to go wherever the truth leads us, 
regardless of our current beliefs. If you've got a pet theory or you've got a mindset of I'm pre-wrath or post-trib or mid-trib or whatever, or you pick any major doctrine or any major position within Bible prophecy, if you go into the study of Scripture with that as your even unconsciously or uh, subconsciously, it is your your conclusion. You're never going to see the whole truth. You never will. You just can't. You have to be willing to be wrong. And everybody says that, but nobody ever, nobody ever, it never changes their course. They just either ignore it or they state it for others to hear, but they keep bearing down wherever their, their, uh, pet theory uh, has led them so far. So we cannot allow ourselves to be that type of researcher. We absolutely have to go to wherever the truth leads us, even if it means we've been wrong for 30 or 40 years. And uh, I've certainly uh, have been wrong, thought I was dead right, and then you've, you see more, you have more light or you see more scriptural, scriptural support for another position. And, uh, you've got to move there. You've got to go there. Now, none of these positions are a final landing place because we have to realize that we don't have all the light that we'll have tomorrow or the next year. Uh, we have to assume that Revelation is progressive. We've all experienced that in our lives. I would run from anyone who says that they've not changed what they've believed in 30, 40, 50 years. It just tells me they've, they're, uh, they're either arrogant or they don't study Scripture at all. They're not, they're not willing to uh, examine their own beliefs or... Uh, engage what they believe and think critically. And and let me define critical thinking. I'm not talking about uh, as cultural influences encroach and uh, things that might redefine words that we use or concepts I'm talking about actual critical thinking, logical scriptural thinking, where if your doctrine or theory does not make any sense whatsoever, you can't excuse it by saying, well, God's ways are higher than our ways. It has to make logical sense. So if, you know, if you attach a certain attribute to God that isn't very loving uh, you can't just throw out half of the Bible because you don't believe or you've redefined what love is or anything else. Judgment, uh, that's, not, that's not Bible prophecy related, but uh, certainly our search for truth is going to, to take us in places that aren't just in prophecy. But... Uh, And let me move on to misconceptions and assumptions. I've already touched on a little bit talking about the search for truth, but 
there are lots of misconceptions and they they're uh you can identify them in the the terminology that others will use in bible prophecy terms like seven year tribulation seven year peace treaty uh temple mount that that's further down the line but uh um we're going to we're going to look at each of those uh terms and hopefully what we can arrive at is very concise clear terminology that is very specific uh scripturally supported and I know sometimes people don't express themselves exactly what they, in a way that exactly uh, uh, reveals what they believe, but uh, most of the time it's pretty close, and so we're going to take them at their their spoken word there. But uh, um, down the line, what I'd like to look at uh, are, are things like the seven-year terms, like the seven-year tribulation versus the 70th week or 70th week of Daniel, Uh, the seven-year peace treaty versus confirming a covenant for a week, Um, last day's apostasy, the rapture, obviously, Uh, the Temple Mount location, Uh, and then biggies that have become much more uh, prominent in the last five or six years, Mystery Babylon, uh, all those terms, the Revive Roman Empire, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, And then in future podcasts, some of the bigger topics, and I've covered some of these, but um, in detail, the list that I've got built right now are misconceptions of Bible prophecy, the great apostasy, the coming indignation or wrath, uh, the days of Noah, marrying and giving in marriage, and what those terms might mean. Uh, The beast that comes out of the land, that's from Revelation. Uh, You probably never heard this, but uh, I'll touch on that later down the line. Other topics are increased lawlessness, rising stars around the world as far as leadership, the geopolitics of Israel and its relationships, the real location of the temple as opposed to the Temple Mount, 70th week timeline and various proposals, rapture passages of the Old Testament, the two witnesses and timing, pre-wrath, sixth seal rapture, mystery Babylon, the merchandise of Mystery Babylon, and the captivity captivity of Jerusalem. Uh, these are all big topics, and uh, we could spend a single episode on any of those. So, uh, so what I've got so far, I'll probably cut this short and go into specifics on misconceptions of Bible prophecy in the next episode. Uh, Thank you for listening and appreciate feedback. Talk to you later.